faking it till you make it. Mm -hmm. He got a haircut. Look how good he looks. He said he was going to shave and everything just to really throw you off. (laughs) Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Your your head would look so much smaller. (laughs) Seriously, your head would shrink. You'd be like a pinhead without your beard. Pinhead. Right. Right there. There you go. Now try. Hello. Yes, if you're going to talk in that sexy dulcet twine the entire time, because that would be awesome. It's like you're whispering sweet nothings in my ear, Nate. It's like, hello. I'm I'm, I'm Nate Manley. Uh, I go, uh, I start and usually screw it up, and it's testing one, two, three on my mic, and then you say, testing one, One, two, two, three three on on my my mic. mic. Okay. And then you say, I say, I'm Todd Meisner, and you say, Bear Manly. Bear Manly. <laughs> and then I say, and we're talking pictures. Sounds okay. Good. Are you good? So, Got that memorized. Well, go through it again. <laughs> go through it again. Yeah. Rehearse it. Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Nate Manley. You just didn't say bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna. You ready? Yeah. All right. You sure? Is this official? Sure. This is gonna be official. Okay. Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Nate Manley. And we're talking pictures. And that voice you hear, that dulcet, sexy tone you hear, you just heard, <laughs> is Nate Manley, our photo intern for this summer. And his nickname is the greatest nickname in the history of photo interns. What is it, Nick? Nick. Nate. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Who are you again? You already ruined I'm Bear Manly. Yeah, I'm Bear Manly. <laughs> That's awesome. You could do commercials, dude. I don't know what you'd be selling other than like <laughs> beard wax. <laughs> beard but anyway, wax. And, our, and all that giggling in the background you hear are some <laughs> other interns and, and, and uh, Luke, who was not giggling, <laughs> thankfully. Nope. Do Marines giggle? Only at really inappropriate shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go around the table, starting with Jessica. Jessica Moon. Yes. Introduce yourself. Where do you go to school? I'm Jessica Moon. I go to Valparaiso University. Hi, I'm Hannah Rodriguez, and I go to the University of Missouri in Columbia. And I'm Luke Cummings, and I go to <laughs> Western Illinois University Quad Cities, the only good Western campus. Beautiful. Wow, the gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> and this is, we've never done an intern takeover podcast before uh, because we've never had four interns this good at the exact same time that were all interesting, uh, good at their jobs, and uh, wanted to be on the podcast, <laughs> frankly, at all. Anyway, so. Um, you flatter so us, Mize. I try. Well, I don't want you to let the air out of my tires later. So, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows where I park. So yeah, I it's, been a good, it's been a good summer. What have you, uh, we'll start with Jessica, because Jessica, this is your second tour of duty, as they say. So how is this different from your first tour of duty? Uh, Well, this is a lot different because there's about half the regular staff. (laughs) Um, So there's actually been more to do, which has been exciting. Um, And I'm also, um, I don't know, there's, seems like there's a friendlier, like, atmosphere and camaraderie with the other interns, which has been really cool. Um, and it's nice to actually know what I'm doing going into 
the internship because last year I was terrified for probably the first two months. Um, <laughs> so like more than half your internship. <laughs> yeah, more than half my internship. I thought I couldn't be a journalist and was just faking my way through everything. So feels better like being confident and knowing that I actually know what I'm doing. It's cool. Hannah? Hi. Hi. That's me. <laughs> lady of a thousand words. Uh, so you, this is your first internship? This is, yeah, my first internship ever. My first ever 40-hour a week or paycheck job. <laughs> How have you, stay, have you stayed awake all these 40 hours? Too much coffee. Too much coffee. So I've actually been trying to quit coffee. <laughs> good luck with that. Her eyes are twitching. <laughs> my eyes are twitching, yeah. <laughs> Earlier today, though, she said she didn't remember the last time she had coffee. So I've been doing well. So, yeah. Why would you get off coffee? My eyes were twitching, and it was really annoying. Oh, I thought she just meant your t- eyes were twitching now. I'm no, just no, 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 no. Oh, okay. WebMD told me it was too much caffeine, lack of sleep, and stress. So I cut out caffeine, and it's helped. <laughs> well, welcome to journalism. Yeah, I great. was going to say, how, how has your journalism experience been? Pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. No sleep, a lot of stress. <laughs> A lot of caffeine. Boom. <laughs> Answered your question. Done. So, no. How do you? How have you? What, did it meet your expectations? I mean, did you? Did you? Or was it different? What surprised you? Um. Let's see. I mean, obviously, um, having the change of ownership was a surprise. <laughs> I think everybody can say that. Um, and that was a really interesting experience to see, like, the change and how that happened. Um, I was surprised to see like how much hands-on experience I was going to get because I really did anticipate to be going on a lot of coffee runs and doing like crappy intern jobs. Um, But basically on my first day, our editor Ron threw me a story and it was really cool to just kind of jump right in because I get a lot of experience at Mizzou and so it was nice to be able to like build on to what I learned at, like, university. How did the theoretical of Mizzou differ from the real-world actual newsroom experience? Where did the rubber meet the road, or how was it different? Yeah, so at Mizzou, I have two majors, and it um, sucks because I have to, like, balance, like, all of these different classes, and it I don't get to just focus on journalism. Um, but here, it was... It was still stressful, um, and I talked to a lot more people than like my assignments at Mizzou. But it was kind of nice because I didn't have to think about, you know, bipolar disorder in some of my psych classes, and I just had to focus on chasing my stories and getting those done. So it was less stressful in that aspect, but it was it was more stressful in the fact that I was talking to like mayors and talking to all these professionals that I had to convince that I knew I was doing my job. And it went really well, I think. Luke? Well, considering I have no prior journalism experience, it was pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to compare this to. But I would probably not do this for the rest of my life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The caffeine? The stress? I just, oh no, that, it's not stressful. I just don't like the style of writing and. What kind, all of style, that. what kind of style of writing do you prefer? I can do any style, but I prefer creative styles. Okay. So, what is the, what's the end game? After this internship, what is the end game for the Western Illinois student from the best campus? <laughs> the end game remains to be seen, but 
I have an internship after this uh, on the Arsenal with Army Sustainment Command, and hopefully I'll be moving into PR. So we'll see. You have creative writing. There you go. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. but novels are in my future eventually. Okay. Reading them or writing them? Both. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Well, no, you guys have all been really um, really good writing interns because some spend a lot of time, like Jessica, we're talking about being scared and and not getting trying to figure out ways to not write stories. And I haven't heard you guys once figure out a way, try to figure out a way. Not even, I make the attempt at trying to figure out a way of doing something. Like, there's been no excuses. It's just been do, which I, which I think is great. Um, your, what is your military experience? I actually don't know. I'm not asking a question I know the answer to. So I served in the Marine Corps as an infantryman from 2006 to 2010. And so I was stationed in North Carolina and deployed to Iraq twice. And so nothing that you could possibly happen here could possibly stress you out. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, talk a little bit about your your experience in Iraq and and, I, and not that how it compares to this, but how um, have you drawn on that experience at all in dealing with people, difficult people? Yeah, sure. I've dealt with a lot of difficult people in my life, um, you know, from just guys that I had to work with to Iraqi civilians that don't speak my language. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've, I've always kind of had a cool head. I'm, I'm pretty mellow, so I just take things in stride and stay calm. That's a good, a good uh, quality for a reporter, too, and a PR guy. And I, I can generally get along with anybody. You put anybody in front of me, I'll I'll get along with them. Even the crazy full of rush man. Yeah, we're like best friends now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that story here in a few minutes. But Nate, so internship. Is it your first internship, right? It is my first photo internship and my second journalism internship. And so how did this one go compared to your other one? Well, my other one was uh, a lot of just sitting in an office in the bottom of Quicken Loans Arena for three weeks for 60 hours a week. So this was... Your desk can't be any better at the, here than there, though. <laughs> yeah, but... You're not in the basement. <laughs> there's that. Uh, I actually get windows. to uh, produce something, though. Uh, most of my last internship was running copies between our office and the truck in the loading bay for uh, the Republican National Convention, the CBS. Uh, so it was great to actually apply something that I am actually working towards, which is being a photojournalist, compared to being in broadcast, which is not my ideal scenario. And how did you think that the internship went so far? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Says the boss to the employee. <laughs> really hard to talk um, crap. What? <laughs> I just replay that? Um, no, I, I, I think you've done very well. And I think I said in your evaluation to Kent State University that your internship should be broken up into two pieces. That your first getting to know us, getting to know the lay of the land uh, was your first half, and then when you started to really produce uh, and get comfortable and feel like you could e extend your vision out a little bit further, and I think that that uh, it bodes well. I mean, if it tends that tends to be the way they go, um, but I thought that that uh, yours went to about as well as anybody else's has gone as 
as far as getting comfortable and I mean, even comfortable with me or comfortable in your own skin with us and interacting with us. So hmm? man, a few words. <laughs> Todd talks to Phil Space while Nate doesn't talk. <laughs> well, give, give us an experience. Give us a, what was your favorite assignment? Uh, uh, the golf tournament for sure. Atkinson Motorsports. Atkinson Motorsports had the potential, and then it just got <laughs> disappointing. Tell us about that. That was our one and only assignment that we've had together, Nate and I. Mm. Um, mm. And it was fun. It was. <laughs> I got to know Nate, and uh, it was pretty boring because there weren't any like anybody there was nobody in the park so yeah they're closed they're closed during the week so um brian went on saturday and i saw his photos and like damn that's what i really wanted to do (laughs) oh i see now i i because i'm like i look i remember seeing today's front page and i didn't remember seeing your name under the pictures yeah so you guys went and nothing (laughs) happened nothing i just took a picture a portrait of the owner because that's kind of the best I could do, other right. than just taking a picture of did like, they nothingness. even run the picture of the owner? I don't know. I haven't looked. I don't think they did. I don't think so. <laughs> so they use Ryan's cool action, Brian's cool action shots. But it was a good bonding experience for Nate. Oh and yeah, I, it was still fun. It was just he got I, to sit in the back of a rhino. I really wish I could have worked Saturday and gone. Yeah. Well, you're working for Meg now. So you get to work this Saturday. Yeah, I saw. Let's hope some fun stuff happens. Oh, I know what you're going to go to, maybe. You might go to the, uh, to the tug of war across Ooh. the river. Tugfest is this weekend? Yeah, and see, yeah, Tugfest this weekend. Oh. That'll be fun. That'll be a good one. Um, yeah, making my weekends this weekend, too. That's not fun. It's just one not day. as fun. I mean, I don't. Day. I mean, there's 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 no grunting, sweating, throw. Well, there might be grunting and sweating, but it's a whole different kind of grunting and sweating. Whole different kind. Whole different kind of sweating. Um, so let's talk about the the Fuller Brush Man. <laughs> so so I, I think my favorite assignment of 2017 was me and Nate or me and Luke. Luke. Yeah. Too many four letter names here. All right. We're having a lot of trouble with um, names today. I always have trouble with names. There are people yeah. wandering around this building who have worked here for 25 years who I just <laughs> nod at because I have no recollection of what their name is. That is very true because it happens okay. almost like every week. Yeah. I, it's like, it's hey, Dave. a new person. Hey, I don't. Hey, you. Hey, hey you. <laughs> hey. Hey, and you know what? They all pulled an Achenbach. You guys all pulled an Achenbach and left the door open. <laughs> pulled an Achenbach. Classic Brian. Well, yeah, Brian always comes into the room and, like, I'm ready for the podcast. It's like, you're the last one in, dude. Close the door. Okay, so to put this uh, Mize's name thing in perspective, he's worked with people around here for 25 years. Right. He talks to my friend Leah, who was an intern for, like, three months, two years ago. Yeah. And you still know her name. But, it, but, it, <laughs> but Leah is, I don't know, there's something, Leah is easy. You have a four-letter, she has five letters. Five, maybe I'm, that's four. Not, I think it's right? four. Which you L-E-A-H. Which you can't see. L-E-A. Oh, you're right. It is yeah, four. It's four. <laughs> I can't count either. Well, hey, try I've and say your last name. I've got a lot of things on my na- on my mind, things I forget. I, I mean, I've only have so much stuff crammed in my brain and that some stuff gets to drop out. It's like. Mine's is four letters. Mine's is four letters. Todd has four letters. My <laughs> wife has, Lisa has four. See, I remembered her name. Gary that's, has that's four letters. <laughs> Gary has four letters. But how can you forget Gary? I have never I, called Gary another name ever. Yeah. Would Gary I call Brian that? Ryan all the time. Do you really? Yeah. 
I or boo boo. <laughs> yeah, but he loves that. <laughs> he does. That's a whole other story. But anyway, back to the Fuller Brush Man. So Luke comes to me and says, "Hey, we're going to do a story about the Fuller Brush Man." Do you know? And I'm like, "Oh my God, they're still Fuller Brush Men." So Luke, tell us about the Fuller Brush Man. <laughs> Got it right. So someone called up to Ron from downstairs, the front office, and said, "Hey." There's a guy down here. There's a salesman that wants to talk to a reporter. <laughs> so I got the lucky draw, and I went down there, and here to greet me is this old man wearing white butterfly glasses. Prescription, Prescription butterfly glasses. You. And he had everything that he took with him on sales, so a few brushes, his catalogs. And so we talked probably for about 30 minutes at that point. I mean, it was, that was where I got all my quotes from was that interview, which oh, really? was kind of impromptu. And the rest of it was just, you know, following his ass around. <laughs> um, so then we finally scheduled a time for him to come back. And I thought we were going to go out and do sales. But Mr. Fuller, Mr. Count Fuller, he decided that he would take us to get his permit to sell residentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was and awesome. <laughs> the best part is the 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 hat though. He's got the glasses, the yeah. butterfly. I mean, folks, these are glasses shaped like two butterflies. No, one big butterfly, right? One big one. Yeah. One big butterfly. They're prescription glasses. He wore, and then he had that that bad nineteen seventies ball cap. Now it's not even a good farmer's cap. I no. mean, this was just a bad little league cap. Yeah, um, with like the mesh back. With the mesh back. <laughs> yeah. With the flat with the flat brim, and what did it say on the front? Count Fuller. Count. His name. Legal name. His legal name? He got a personalized hat. <laughs> His name is Count Fuller. You're on personalized <laughs> hat. You buried the lead. Oh my God. Uh, yes, no, his name is Count Fuller. Like he changed his name for his job, right? Yeah, in 1984. I distinctly remember the day that you guys met because it was near the end of the day, and... I was like, Luke still hasn't come like up from this interview. Like, who is this guy? So I left for the day and I like went towards the front and I was like, I have to see who this guy is. And when I saw Count Fuller, it's <laughs> like this is gonna be a golden story. I can't wait. It was golden. It was golden. So then we on this day we go out with this guy, um, Count Fuller, and um, all of a sudden it dawns on me after we, we first follow him to the uh, Moline City Hall and he goes to the business office or whatever that first office is inside and there's this young, maybe 20-something summer employee and this guy shows up with the hat and the, the things and he's carrying brushes and he's like, hey, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I'm here to apply for my door-to-door -door salesman license. And the kid just looks at him, and I did make the photo of the kid leaning out and looking up like, who is this crazy person in front of me? And then he says, well, you have heard of a door-to-door -door salesman, haven't you? And the kid goes, ha, 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 I need an adult. So he shoots back and gets an adult person. He probably and, just went to Google door-to-door salesman. That's, that's true. But did you, did you find the two times he ran into young summer employees, they ran to go get an adult that knew what a fuller brush man was? Yeah, deer in headlights was putting it mildly. Yes. yes. <laughs> he had no idea. So he went to we went from City Hall to the the finance office, which is next to the fire it's, department. 
Yeah, it's in the fire station. In the fire station. Yeah. And then he went upstairs and tried to sell to the Moline Fire Department. And the, and the, the Moline f- f- Fire <laughs> Battalion chief is just like, they're still, far, they're still full of freshmen? Like, yeah, I've heard of you. But, I mean, it was just nobody could believe. And, and all of a sudden it dawned on, on Luke and I as we were driving to the next location, which was the police station for his background check. If anybody needed a background check, I'm pretty sure the guy with the butterfly glasses needed a background check. It dawned on us that it was Amazon Prime Day. So here we are following the last door-to-door salesman left on planet planet Earth. (laughs) And And we are following him around on Amazon Prime Day. The irony. The irony. So yeah, that was that was we laughed. We were I mean it was a good hour and we just it was just nonstop. It was hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And it was it was a bureaucratic shit show, really. And I was kind of I thought it was funny how he was reacting, how he was taking it, because you and I, we didn't care. But he was he was all upset about it and he told me, You see, door to door sales isn't for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I could think of a lot of other things that aren't for the faint of heart, but door-to-door sales isn't one of them. What and are the others? I don't know, being a Marine in Fallujah. <laughs> <I'd probably. laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you had live ammo shot over your head, being a door-to-door salesman seems pretty tame. <laughs> but so, yet, so then he wanted us to take him to a rich neighborhood, the richest oh, neighborhood I in Moline, about that part. right? And yeah. So you're like, hey, let's go to Wildwoods. We took him up there, and he was really let down. He's like, this is it. Where are all the five-acre estates? Oh, my God. And we're like, bro, this is, this is Moline. <laughs> this isn't, like, <laughs> Chicago. Yeah, we're not in Lake Forest anymore. Yeah. All right. Come on. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't understand. It's like, if you, if you were going to go door-to-door salesman, would you go to five-acre estates? That's a lot of walking from door-to-door, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he true. looked reasonably in shape, but I don't know that he needed to, to walk that far. But no. it, was, it, was a, yeah, it, was a, it was a fun experience. It was bizarre. And then, of course, he didn't make any sales while we were with him. So then uh, he, we had to, once he got his door-to-door permit, we still didn't follow him. He went to businesses which he could go to without the door-to-door permit, right? right. Yeah, he, he hit up the neighborhoods before we met with him, and then he took us to a few salons, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. But Yeah. He actually did make a sale, though. And he the, made a sale of two uh, like rubber brushes to sweep up hair. <laughs> <laughs> so during the whole time that you guys were out with him, he only made one sale? Yes. yes. Sounds about right. Well, we were all, we weren't out with him for very long. We only went to three salons, and one of them was owned by I don't know which nationality, but I know they were Asian. And he made some offhand comment about how it's really hard to sell to Asian people. Oh, jeez! <laughs> as the, the person Classic. was answering the door, and he found out they were like, as we were opening the door, he's like, most nail salons are owned by Asian people, and they're really hard to sell to. Classic and Brian and I just Brian yeah. and I looked at each other and we're just like, all right. And <laughs> I hadn't experienced quite the prejudice of Count Fuller until that point. <laughs> <laughs> He'd only been hating on millennial uh, yeah. clerks at that point. People that haven't heard of Fuller brushes. Yeah, the Moline the Moline Police Department looked at him f- with a pretty 
like, do we need to take this guy in right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the, the 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 detective that came out in plain clothes to, because it was this whole thing where this the, the business office wanted to get rid of him, so they said he needed to go to the police department to fill out his application, and then the police department said that they, even though he was filling out the application in the police department that they had, he had to take it back to the business office so the business office could send it to the police department. Oh my God. I think my favorite part about this is that he wasn't like, he didn't have the permit already, you know, before he came to us. Yeah. He, he told me candidly, and I didn't include this in the story, but he said, um, most door to door salesmen, which I don't know how many people that is, maybe 10, 12, Four. they don't, sounds about right. <laughs> the world. Yeah. They don't get permits. They don't go to the trouble. He said, but he, he admitted that uh, because of his appearance and the way he acts, that if he goes door to door, people might freak out and call the police on him. So he wants to have a permit to ensure that no trouble he's legit. Yeah. So he profiled himself. Basically. <laughs> I think that he just learned that from experience. 40 years of door to door sales. What a guy. And being With that eccentric cell? personality. Yeah, he asked me when we were in the rich neighborhood, if he in the wealthier section of Moline, I should say. He uh, he said, so you're going to shoot some video of me too? I'm like, <laughs> I, like, I don't have time to cut a video about you. As, as interesting as you are, you know, you're, if you had had your permit when we started this, we might have been able to, you know, do something interesting. But I can you imagine though he comes up to your front door with those glasses. And then here come Luke and I trailing with notepad, <laughs> video camera, tripod, you know, microphone, yeah. you know. Yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> it'd be, We'd get a few calls probably. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You're filming a documentary, just say that. There you that go. Always works. On yes, about the strangest door-to-door salesman. My mom and but the, the the one thing we got out of it were the sample brushes. Yeah, the vegetable brushes. Yeah, the vegetable brushes. Nice. So yeah, which Free my merch. my mom had. And my mom had too. Yeah. So yeah. So we now have fresh, uh, unsullied uh, vegetable brushes. What a blessing! Great. As far as you <laughs> we know. got, we got something out of it. <laughs> what a blessing! All that trouble. <laughs> Praise Jesus! All Praise right, there Jesus. we go. He tried to sell to me on multiple occasions while we were together, <laughs> and I kept telling him no. I told him no. I don't. I don't want your stuff. I, <laughs> if I if I want something, I'll buy it online. Or, you know, I don't need it. My wife, if she wants some cleaning stuff, she can get it. And by the end of it, he was like, "You're a tough cookie. I can't. S- I can sell to anybody but you." <laughs> anybody. I said, "Anybody? You didn't prove that." <laughs> But he was fun. And then he harassed me to, to send him the story by mail. He wanted me to, to snail mail it to him. Whole paper. And then I said, okay, I, I get them for free. And he's like, oh, well, then can you send me five? Said, no. I'll send you one. And he was expecting to be in the back somewhere, and he got right on the front page, thanks to Mize. So, uh, Jessica, weirdest story. Weirdest story? Yeah. Do you do, do any weird stories? Or were they all pretty straightforward? I don't think I've done anything particularly weird this year. Um, okay, so how about, uh, well, here, Hannah, weird. I peaked early in the summer. I did. <laughs> My favorite story um, was definitely the magician's one because that was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. There's nothing like being the pretty girl a bunch of bunch of magicians. <laughs> like over 50 magicians. Yeah, over 50 magicians. <laughs> a lot of attention. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. 
<laughs> my summer was highlighted by being glommed on by a bunch of 50-year-old musicians. No. Magicians. For the record, no. No, okay. How many coins did they pull out from behind your ear? A lot. A lot. It's a good one. It was See, a good one. I never knew it's you were so pickup. rich. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a gold mine back there. So tell us about it. How'd you come upon this story? Um, okay, so Ron had a list of, um, you know, pitches for the summer on the, the wall or whatever. And one of them was to write about a breakfast club. Um, and he was like, make sure that you don't find Molly Ringwald. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Basically, that's what Ron wanted. He was like, don't. He's of my generation. (laughs) Molly Ringwald was something special. I can imagine why he'd want a story about. That would be great. Yeah. I've seen Breakfast Club. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say our generation. Way to go. (laughs) Congratulations. I know. Continue it's that with the 180s story. movie. Everybody, anyways. Seen. Anyway, so back to you. Found your Breakfast Club. This was not like the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they meet in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it was a legit Breakfast Club. But he was like, make sure that you don't find like a group of like John Deere retirees that meet every you know Friday for breakfast. Like, I want something interesting. And I was like, okay, Ron, you got it. So I went to the windmill in East Moline. And I interviewed the owners first and I was like, hey, do you guys have, you know, like people that come in all the time, like some regulars? And they're like, yeah, like we have this old couple, like we have these like retirees, like blah, 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 like all these interesting people or like normal people, I guess. And near like the very end, as I was like disappointed and like getting ready to leave, they were like, oh, actually, we have some magicians that come in every Saturday and eat breakfast. And I was like, why didn't you lead with that? Yes. <laughs> the magician buried the lead. You, you yeah, buried the lead. Exactly. It's called a delayed lead. Oh, gosh. Is that a fancy journalism term that they teach at Kent State? Yeah. It is a fancy journalism term that they teach at Kent State. <laughs> All right. Why? I don't hey, know. I don't. 40 grand for that, that term. <laughs> <laughs> 40. I don't know what the tuition there is. Um, How much is the tuition there? Well, it depends. <laughs> If you, if you get to learn about the delayed lead or not delayed lead, <laughs> do you, do no, you like no. take journalism out of the card? Well, <laughs> uh, school cost nothing last year. Ooh. That must be nice. Did you, did you go? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, okay, good. All right, back to Hannah's story. So um, magicians. Yeah, so they met on like a Saturday. And so I went on the Saturday, and there were like 15 magicians there. And some of them were dressed up. A bunch of them had like stage names, which they introduced like themselves as. And I just spent like two hours like watching them do tricks. And it was fun. It was a good time. I have a new newfound respect for magic now. Did they do like close up magic? Yeah. Or did someone like saw like the waitress in half? Oh my God, I wish. No, it was close up. That kind of would have been awesome. It was like, I went into it like really like, I'm not really an optimist. I went into it like really negatively. I was like, this is going to be like tacky. Like, I'm not going to like this. But some of the tricks that they did, I was like, I honestly have no idea how you just did that. Like, that was amazing. You blew my mind. So it was a great, it was a great breakfast. Did you eat anything? Um, I did, when I interviewed the owners, they did, did let me sample their menu. It was a good time. <laughs> and then they made it disappear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so you magicians, weird. Did you get any, like, fun. did any of the magicians call you later? 
No, but one of them, the like the lead magician, the <laughs> oldest one or whatever, he was named the godfather of the club. And he sent me an email and he said, thank you for coming to talk to us. Like, you're always welcome back, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. That's nice. It's always yeah. nice when you get a positive note. Have you yeah, gotten any really negative nice notes? Um, I have. <laughs> I have. I did. I think I got two, two negative emails this summer. So that was fun. And they <laughs> were about? Time. One of them was about um, this article I wrote about uh, PTSD awareness for veterans. And it was a, basically my mis- the mistake that I made was I added a piece of information that I should have um, attributed to someone because they like said it. Um, and instead I paraphrased. So that's kind of where like the trick, like that's not the trick, but that's like where I messed up. So that was a learning experience. Okay. Weird. You kind of started to laugh when you had weird. What's your weird? Oh, mo- oh. she's no. had a few uh, bad no, notes. Yeah, few, oh, no, few okay. Bad it, okay, yeah. Okay, like it wasn't the, weird. It's like nasty notes. notes. Yeah. Yeah, so Some I don't know. Now. The most recent thing, like, not recent, actually. This happened at the beginning. I was doing a story on Gumbo Yaya, and I talked to Eric Reeder from the downtown uh, Rock Island Partnership, and I wrote the story and it published. And the next day I got a, I'm very disappointed in the way you chose to represent this event email. And apparently I focused too much on the fact that it was going to be one day instead of two, which I didn't. I think there was like a sentence in the whole story about that. Um, and today I gave him a call. And I'm still waiting to hear back. I left a voicemail. I mean, you called him today to do, after getting the email early no, in the summer? No, because I'm doing the story on you making my weekend. Oh, I see. Okay. And I gave him a call, and I'm hoping he calls me back, because you make my weekend has also been cut down to one day. So Controversy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, fingers crossed. He will call me back. We got some testy sources. Testy yeah. sources. So no, but nobody's like like threatened to to fight you in the parking lot or anything over it. No, I've not gotten a lot of really nasty things. I've gotten like over the past two years a couple. I'm very disappointed in <laughs> you. Those are such polite, angry letters. I know it's a total parent thing to say. Yes, it, it is. Yeah. Much apparent. Are your parents writing you notes at work (laughs) under assumed names to shame you into going into something else? They very well might. Um, So, but speaking of doing something else, your like journalism isn't like your only deal. You have a a very mathematically challenged major because you're biology. Yeah. I don't know. Which is like not a lot of math. Well, <laughs> chemistry well, and physics science. are more math. Okay. But I'm a chem minor. Well, see, there, so. that must have been what I was thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Saving myself. Biology is more statistics. Okay. Yeah. So which, I mean, do you like them equally? You can't decide? Like between biology and journalism? Yeah. Um, I kind of want to combine the two because I really like writing, um, but I also really... Like, science is really, really interesting, and there's a lot of things going on, um, especially in genetics right now, which is when I started college, what I was planning on going into. So I'd really like to be writing about science, um, 
in some way, whether that's for a newspaper, magazine, Journal. something. Trade magazine or something. Yeah. Well, that's over my head. <laughs> I like to dissect the frogs. That was fun. We had uh, pigs. We had pigs, too. Let's see. And uh, pregnant cats. Okay, now that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. The eye, I, the eyeball, the cow's eyeball. We didn't get to do that. You didn't get Never to do the that. eyeball? You didn't do the Just eyeball? Just did frogs. No. I've done frogs, two fetal pigs, and a fish. A fish? A fish. Yeah, I did a fish in like sixth grade. Is it like a little goldfish? <laughs> no, like a, I don't like know. Carp? Yay Cat, big? Catfish? Bass, no, salmon? I don't remember what type <laughs> it was. It was probably a bass. Maybe. Why would it probably be a bass? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't think it was. Is that the it only like other fish you can think of? Bear Pretty me much. on our fish okay. expert. There's it a bluegill. Like relatively small. Kind of small. But yeah, but a bass about that big is what yeah. I used to catch yeah. in the pond in my backyard. Yeah. Wow. Wait, you have a pond in your backyard? Used to. Don't Do you have a pool anymore. or a pond? We pond have, would be good for you. We don't have anything anymore. <laughs> no water in your backyard. Well, there's no salmon for the bear. There's no salmon God. for the bear. Oh, man. Damn you. You need a stream for that. Wow. Oh, so tell everybody how you got your nickname. Okay. Um, there was this this Goldilocks, and then... <laughs> my professor, Dave LaBelle. Uh, the, gave, the Dave LaBelle. The Dave LaBelle. Does Dave LaBelle listen to the podcast? I don't know. He Dave, LaBelle, know. Dave LaBelle <laughs> should listen to the podcast. I'll, I'll tell him to listen Shout to out the to the great Dave LaBelle. Yes. We love you, uh, Dave. About halfway through my sophomore year so like the spring of 2016 uh somehow i don't really it's it's the nickname started out as mama bear and i don't really know how that started and then it just kind of turned into bear and that's kind of kind of it i don't really other other than (laughs) the fact that i have a beard i don't really know what else so did he, Dave, Dave gave you the nickname? Yeah, Dave LaBelle gave me the nickname. The great Dave LaBelle. Beautiful. How many times are you going to say Dave LaBelle? As Dave many LaBelle. times as I feel like it. As many times as we can get Dave LaBelle to listen. Okay. We would do a whole podcast about Dave LaBelle. We would have Dave LaBelle on the podcast. He could talk about journalism education. And speaking of journalism education, how does the journalism education that you're getting – differ from the reality of the the actual journalism that people have to practice. Because I always find that we have to do a bit of deprogramming of interns, that they they come into it with an idealistic set of of the way things, quote, unquote, air quotes, should be, and then the way things are. You know, the way assignments are handled, the way things are, how many assignments you have to do per day, uh, how much time you're allowed to, you should be able to spend on an assignment. I mean, those are all things that in a, in a theoretical world are all perfect, but th- we don't work in a perfect world anymore, so, or ever. So we'll start, we'll go around the table this way. Oh, I feel so special. <laughs> um, one of the biggest things that they don't really kind of teach you is like, uh, how much you have to do, <laughs> essentially, because uh, at school you you're doing you're you're working for the paper, you're working another job, you're doing school, and you're working on your projects. So you don't get really that daily kind of coverage education. That is what a newspaper is. So 
they focus on uh, storytelling. Kinda. <laughs> it, it's uh, they want you to tell all these stories and uh, do long form projects, and but they also you need to be able to you know do all your classes, work for the paper, and then also you know you got to be able to go shoot a, a sporting event or some event on campus that they want you to do. So I think the biggest disconnect is um, there isn't a, a requirement to ever work for the student newspaper in the photojournalism program at Kent, but there is for the PR program and the uh, multimedia and magazine journalism students. So they all have to take a class called Print Beat, Report, Brent, uh, Print Beat Reporting and it's worked for the paper for a semester, which means they're producing, well, they're supposed to be producing a few stories a week. And uh, uh, photo staff is all voluntary and a few paid positions. So my first semester working for the paper was what kind of like opened my eyes to the concept of daily coverage uh, because people don't like to do work. <laughs> so... That's kind of what I did, and uh, I had the worst GPA of my college career that semester because I was just I was doing a photo assignments instead of like homework. So that's what they don't communicate well at times is like understanding uh, a job at a newspaper. They they kind of want to. It's like a they want they teach like a hybrid between a newspaper and like working for a magazine where you're working on long-form stories over and over again compared to daily coverage. Would time management be part of that? They need to do that because <laughs> there's, there's not a whole lot of um, emphasis on time management, especially when it comes to school and uh, you know, pr developing a portfolio. Because uh, there's a, a – my sophomore year – I didn't go on a lot of trips with Dave LaBelle and all of them. They, uh, he does a trip every fall to the Santa Train through the App Appalachia. And I couldn't go because I had, like, three tests that week. And, I was like, and he's like, man, it's just school. <laughs> so there's kind of that disconnect in his concept that, like, kind of want to get good grades. It's definitely and a balancing also, act. Yeah. And mm. There isn't a whole lot of uh, teaching and how to balance school and trying to develop your skills. Yeah. So that's one of the things that they definitely need is this, how to time manage yourself. Especially if you're uh, a freshman and working, trying to work for the paper, balancing your time, trying to like make a good impression on your, you know, upperclassmen and your advisors and like actually getting your work done for your classes that aren't journalism focused. Should the freshman just not, sh should take core courses and not worry about it and then start to get acclimated to, to college life? Uh, yes and no. Uh, my freshman year, I took three journalism-rated classes my first semester and two my second. And uh, if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't still be in this major. Hmm. Uh, and if I didn't start, well, my friend Alex emailed me a week before classes started our sophomore year and was like, hey, uh, my entire photography qu uh, staff quit for the fall semester and he asked me to work for this paper and if I didn't say yes to that I definitely would not be here hmm. that's what kind of kept me and go and got a taste of it and pretty much a little blood in the water yeah, yeah. same you here shark 
I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for working for my student newspaper because my freshman year, I was just a biology major. Um, I didn't take any communication classes whatsoever. So if I didn't work for the student newspaper, I never would have started that. How about you? Well, I went to Mizzou for journalism. Great school. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was like the whole reason why I went there. And um, I mean, the summer was kind of a part of my like four-year plan was like eventually get an internship working for a newspaper <laughs> or something. Um, so yeah, like uh, my experience was different because they both work at the newspaper and I don't. I don't work with um, any of the student... Um, journalism groups, media. I guess. Yeah, student, whatever. Student media. Student, student media. media. Um, and that's just because Mizzou is so ridiculously big and a lot of people go there for journalism specifically. Um, so it's really intense, really competitive. It's really good for that. Um, but I guess one of the differences between like real world and like school world of journalism is that in Columbia, like the city is essentially a college town and the Quad Cities isn't like the Quad Cities is the Quad Cities. It's its own entity. So interviewing people here is different because some people that I've interviewed, like it might've been their first time ever being interviewed by like some kind of media group. Um, whereas in Columbia, people are getting interviewed, like civilians are getting interviewed every single day and they kind of hate us a little bit because we're pesky and annoying and um, it happens year after year. So that part was definitely very different for me. But that's just because of like the specific experience going to Mizzou. Would you have used the term civilian if you didn't work with Tony? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably just because that's kind of the terms okay. that we use at school, I guess. I, I always know. love when t Tony refers to people who are not in the business as civilians. civilians yeah. <laughs> the biz. The biz. <laughs> so how about you, Luke? So I wouldn't really know because I well, that's never true. Been taught journalism. Yeah, why did you take this internship? What was, what was your... So I'm an English major, and I, I, I changed my major after two years of doing information systems. And... I decided that I was a writer, and I didn't really like computers that much, even though I wanted the money. <laughs> uh, so I changed my major to English, and because really because that's the only writing major they have here at this campus. And English, most people think, hey, you're going to be a teacher, but the professors here they don't like that. They they want people to realize the value in English students and how they can take any sort of document, a large text and sum it up for people in really simple ways. And so That's cool. doing that, I just kind of have branched out and tried to do a lot of different styles of writing. I also wanted to get some professional experience just to have something on the resume. And I saw this posted on the, one of my professor's doors like a month after it, the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> and I emailed Roger and was like, hey, you know, I saw this late, but are you guys still considering? And he said, yeah, send your stuff. And I did, and that was it. Good old Roger. So the only really uh, journalism experience I have, which it's not even journalism, I write a column for our e-newspaper, which isn't even like, it's not journalistic at all. It's basically people putting up their opinions. <laughs> and they have like one person on staff, the editor, who basically did it because she's a grad student and they asked her to do it. So she's not even a journalist. She's not even a writer. 
and choosing information services basically and so there's that and then there's now there's me who's an associate an assistant editor and one more assistant editor but i write this column called civ diff scoop which it's you know Come focused again. on the military it it's civ diff scoop <laughs> the civ div is what you in the military you call the civilian division that's where you go when you get out so i kind of just made it up as this is this is what's going on in civ div today <laughs> Kind of thing. So I, I basically just write, you know, op-eds, and that's it. So that's that's all my experience, and Roger thought it was good enough. <laughs> so Apparently it was. Yeah, apparently. I, I'm sure it was probably that I was... I don't remember when I asked Laura if I could come back. but We just assumed you were coming back. <laughs> Hoping. We are just waiting for you to ask. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, make it sound like it's her idea. <laughs> No, I think that the the internship well, program that we offer here is different from a lot of places because the one of the questions that um, that candidates ask me as far as interviewing photo candidates is, well, will I be shooting real assignments? And that goes back to your coffee getting, mm-hmm. and they they ask you. You know, oh, we get I get to like go out on assignment and like right from the beginning. And we, you know, we kind of, you know, we spoon feed them not I wouldn't say in quote intern assignments, but stuff that I know that within their portfolio they can handle so that the confidence builds. And I think, I think Ron probably did the same thing with you guys, didn't yeah. he? Well, I think it's I think it's really interesting. I was talking to them about this, but like how different, like vastly different all of our internships are within the departments. Mm-hmm. Um, like Nate's internship was different than ours was in that I don't know so much that Ron really like staggered the workload, I guess, in that way. But um, he was definitely like available, you know, like I never felt like it was too much. I could like he never made it seem like I couldn't handle it. Like he was always very encouraging and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. And your internship was not encouraging? (laughs) No. I'm sorry. I took the paranoid level on that. No, I'm just just kidding. It was just... Mine's like, you've been talking about me? Terrible. Just horrendous. Damn, I filled out that Kent State form too soon. (laughs) Sorry. No, no. I I think that the difference between photo and, and writing is the fact that you can go out and you can ask your questions and get your quotes. And then someone can help you assemble that when you get back here and make it into something maybe better than you would have, but with some editor massaging. Yeah, definitely. If he goes out he, he and doesn't get the picture, right? we can't go back in time in our TARDIS exactly, and put yeah. him five <laughs> feet to the left for what it happened. Right. So we had to give him things that where he got comfortable with the local vibe as he went along. And he did a very nice job of doing that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no, seriously, I, 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 you, you got, you got to a point where and all of a sudden you just t- took off. So. How long Sad. did that take? You know, I think it it was, I think when he <laughs> really got comfortable is when he was shooting. Uh, he got into a run of a lot of sports, and then the John Deere Classic happened, and he showed up at the John Deere Classic. And I, he, what made him good at covering golf was that he understood golf. If you don't understand golf, and we tell you to go cover golf, I didn't need to walk him around the golf course and say. 
I mean, we, we, we went around for like a half hour. Like this is with yeah, the 15 toll. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't, once I figured out on that Friday that he didn't need a lot of hand holding, I just, I just, I just walked away from him and said, <laughs> you go do what you need to do because there, awesome. there, we've had interns that, um, that don't understand golf. And so the idea of what makes a good golf picture and he, uh, yeah. and, that would be me. It's a pretty straightforward. If you assigned me sport. to write about yeah. golf, I wouldn't be able sport to do wise, it. Sport wise, it's it's pretty straightforward, but like etiquette wise, it's like very strict. Mm, and, that's uh, true. Like the rule, yeah, I can do you it. You can't hit I'd the be shutter lost. before the ball is hit and all that stuff. And so it's that's where I can see it. when someone doesn't understand the sport and etiquette. That's where I can see them struggling. Yeah. Yeah, and not to also understand shot tra- trajectory, mm. so that where to be, so that you know where the ball is going to go generally. I mean, yeah. you want to be in front of someone and then understand that the background is clean or that at least the ba- you're layering your photo so the background is contextual so that if you're going to if it's all if your story is about how big the crowd is, you want to be able to shoot the, the 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 golfer in the foreground showing how big the crowd is in the background so you're going to vary your f-stop whatever for your depth of field. Mm-hmm. But if you don't understand golf and and your and those little itty bitty things then it becomes confusing and then you get overwhelmed right see listeners we're finally talking pictures (laughs) right (laughs) and that was that we are union the union uh, makes us obligated that we have to talk for photo exactly uh for four minutes of every (laughs) podcast and the rest of it we talk about duluth trading underwear and shoes um that all okay. was lost on you because you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> I've never heard. The I've po- heard I didn't some even know that you did a podcast. It's really awesome. Yeah, I did. I just never listened to it. You should God, walk that's around so cold, and talk people. Hi, my name is Mize. I run a podcast. <laughs> you should listen to it. I run a podcast. Get uh, business cards for your podcast and just hand them out every yeah. assignment. You yeah. know, here you should give them to me, and I'll you should give them to me, and I'll take them to Kent and just like throw Dave. them in the journalism building. There you go. <laughs> I, I think that we uh, we started this podcast. Not to belabor the point, but people who have listened to the podcast already probably know this. Or, but if you're new to the podcast, we started it because there are a lot of crappy podca- photo f- podcasts that talk about. I I, I don't that they get very Just geared, tech. they get tech and then they get they get very ethereal <laughs> and boring. <laughs> And we've always, when Paul and Todd and I started this, we didn't want to be boring. Mm-hmm. So we've made fun of each other. We've we've talked about things that that the average photographer goes through. I mean, we can't relate to a guy who has four assistants and he goes out and he to shoot a model uh, on the uh, for Sports Illustrated. I, I, that's not our gig, you know. So he could do a podcast about that and talk about how difficult it was to make, you know, to get her hair look just right on the beach in Maui. But that's not what we do, right. you know. Sounds um, like my kind of job. <laughs> the hair and makeup. Models. Oh, models. <laughs> Being a photographer. I don't is know. Not bad I don't know anything about taking pictures. Well, well d- I just found out what a DSLR is. Yeah, like, we were What does that this stand earlier. for, by the way? <laughs> Digital single lens reflex. Thank you. <laughs> Luke was having trouble trying to turn Nate's camera on the other day. <laughs> I was also there. intoxicated, and it was dark. So goes and along he, with yeah, the broken knuckle. T- Give like, me the benefit. <laughs> So speaking of photography and education, does the do you get any kind of like I'm, I'm betting at Western there's probably no talk of visuals 
or do they talk about visuals? If you're an English major, no, no, right. <laughs> unless it's in like regards to like senses, like paint a picture with your words. Well, yeah, or if you're talking about film, like, like I've taken film classes, but that's not right. right. That's not the same. So, do they now at Mizzou? Do you have a track where part of your your writing track? You have to do multimedia and you have to do photos or do you, or is that, or the photo guys, like they don't talk to you? No. Yeah. We, so there's like, oh gosh, I think there's like six pre-journalism classes that you're supposed to take. And one of them, actually two of them are like multimedia based. So you get to work with um, like audio, like recorders and video cameras and cameras and stuff like that. Um but I'm actually in the like multimedia journalism track. So this upcoming semester, I'm going to have more hands-on opportunities with photos, which is exciting. Learned about shotgun mics and yeah. other kind of mics. Lob mics. Lob mics, exactly. I like shotguns. <laughs> so, oh, you can get some pretty big shotgun <laughs> So what do you want all to get done? Wait a minute. Did we finish the photo? You did, what photo track do you take? I mean, there is none available. That's too bad. Um, so yeah. v- we didn't really talk about Valpo's journalism program, but there isn't one. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that's can, why. Simple but sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can take communication, and then there are three different focuses that you can have, which are just general communication, PR, or journalism. So I'm communication with a focus in journalism which really only means you have to take two journalism classes and then everything else related to the comm major and then one or two other electives. Like gym? No, like... Zumba? (laughs) Zumba. Ping pong. No, like studio (laughs) TV or um, graphic design or stuff like that. Um, Exciting. So when we're talking... There is a photography class, but that's in the art department. Um, we don't have like a photojournalism. Would you have class. to start wearing hemp to take that class? <laughs> Do you have just one class? Just one That's photography. Very class? judgmental. Well, thank you very much for all being on the podcast. And thank you very much for a hard summer's labor. <laughs> We're done? I do have to say, Mize, I was actually like really scared of you during like the first month of this internship. <laughs> I was scared of like you and Luke. I was scared. You guys were like the two people that I was scared of. We were talking about like being scared earlier with Jessica. Yeah. And I just had to. When did I stop being scared? Confessions. When you opened your mouth. Yeah. To just my physical. I'm, uh, I'm a six four bald guy. I mean. I was like really nervous of like I don't know. You just like lumber around the office. <laughs> he he lumbers. He's the bear. He's the, the bear. bear lumbers. But I met him. I met you at Modern Woodman. I Modern Woodman? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I, I met remember. you like the first week or something. If it didn't happen in Ohio, you can't remember. You were talking about no, Ohio. You were. You were talking about Kent State. Of course State. he was. What else <laughs> were you talking not? about? Why, you guys make fun of me so much. <laughs> Aww. And None of you have been to Ohio either. I thought you were, have. I've been to Ohio multiple times. I thought you were on staff. It's not that great. I didn't no. think that you were... An intern. So I realized like halfway in that you were an intern. I kept, I was like, who's Nate? Who is this guy? And they're <laughs> like, yeah, he's an, he's an intern. This bear. Yeah. I was really confused because Luke started a week before me and I came in knowing, okay, there are three interns and then, you know, people I worked with last year, whatever. But I came in, I saw him and I was like, 
Who's this man? I don't know who you are. <laughs> and I'm not sure you're an intern, so what's going on? I like to remain ambiguous and elusive. So why was I scary? I don't understand. You were scary. Okay, so I distinctly remember this. I wrote, I found, okay, I wrote myself a sticky note during the first week of the internship. Mm-hmm. And I found it the other day. And I was going to show you, but I was too embarrassed. And now I'm just telling the story because, you know, screw being embarrassed. why not? Yeah. But I remember seeing like one of your articles on the front page and I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I was like, this intern Luke is like on the front page or whatever. Like Jessica like was on the front page and I was like, okay, but she's been here. Like this is her second summer or whatever. I was like, this is Luke's first summer. Like this is crazy. Like. I was like, You're, he's going to be like a shark and like <laughs> attacking all my stories, like chasing my stories. But and what stuff. did the note say? Um, the note said like to read his articles and like to see, like to take notes and stuff. Wow. And I never did it. <laughs> <laughs> I never went back and read your articles. Because you lost the note, you forgot. Yeah. It's okay. It was only Hold on the front Brian. page because there was no one left. <laughs> but that's how it yeah, is that's... at school. We, Nate and I were talking about that. Like people at school are like so competitive. And For the front page. At your school. Well, just like really? in they general. Need to be more competitive yeah. at my school. It's, so what was it? What was it? So besides my lumbering, my apparent lumbering, <laughs> I've never been described as lumbering before. I think there was like something at the beginning of summer that I needed a photo for. I did, think it was the. Did um, I yell at somebody? No, no. Did I, I think make it was somebody the, cry? I think it was the. Damn it! I've done There was something, and I like scheduled it on like our photo schedule or whatever, and. Uh, you came up to me and you're like, yeah, we can't do it that day, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm so sorry, like, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. You told her no, that was the problem. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, he hates me. He thinks I'm an idiot. Like, She's used to magicians giving her everything she wants. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Um, Especially money behind her ear. Yeah, Yeah. and then, like, we talked, like, a few weeks later, and I was like, oh, okay, he's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't say you lumber, but you walk around like you own the place. Maybe that's what she meant. You walk yeah. with a purpose. Yeah. yeah. I'm always in a hurry. Like you're you always, are. You always are doing something, which I don't it's know. It's because you're usually running late. That's true. I don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> people keep coming back to my office and having interesting conversations, and then I have to go to a 3 o'clock meeting. Yeah. Um, you know I work in that office, too. <laughs> I ignore you as much as possible. I know. No, it's know. his office. Uh, I have do you sit in my desk. office when I'm not around? No. Oh, okay. I did when you were on vacation. Did you really? Ooh. Awesome. Who's chewing I my did. gum? That's what I want to know. Oh, I'm all out I of gum. I don't know that story. I didn't have your gum, but I Brian. sat in your office. I wanted to know what it felt like <laughs> to, to be, be in my... the chair. It's much more comfortable <laughs> the chair. than And I thought about else. taking the chair and switching it out with my chair, which has a torn arm. <laughs> I, and I, all the foam is sticking out. I, I brought my chair from home. <laughs> And the chair I brought from home before that, Meg is sitting in. Oh, nice. Yes. Wow. I yes. sit in Meg's chair when she's not there, too. And then she gets back and I have to leave. That's the, that's the, that she's the third. That chair went from me to Greenwood to Welvert to Meg. Wow. Changed hands. See, yeah. the photo Maybe cave, down. the photo cave is the best part of this like place besides the roof. But the roof is closed now. So, yeah, they passed. Yeah, I wonder it. whose fault that is. Not mine. I blame Hannah. It wasn't me. <laughs> you left something behind. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. These guys, we could talk all day, and we seem to really have to. Boy, I've got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> I'll have to take out all the Ohio stuff. But anyway. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Nate Manley. And thank you very much for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah. 
Talking Pictures podcast is produced by Todd Meisner with help from Todd Welvert, Meg McLaughlin, Brian Achenbach, and Gary Cranbeck. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog at talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Make sure you never miss a podcast by subscribing to the Talking Pictures Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.